ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சங்கம் லிட் திஸ் இஸ் நந்தினி கார்கி அண்ட் இன் திஸ் எபிசோட் வி லிசன் டு த ஆங்குவிஷ் ஆஃப் அ போயிட் அஸ் போர்ட்ரேட் இன் சங்கம் லிட்ரரி ஒர்க் புறநானூறு டூ தேர்ட்டி எயிட் பெண்ட் அபவுட் த வேலர் கிங் வெளிமான் பை த போயிட் பெருஞ்சித்திரனார் செட் இன் த கேட்டகரி ஆஃப் பொதுவியல் திணை ஆர் காமன் தீம்ஸ் த வேர்ஸ் டிஸ்கிரைப்ஸ் த கான்சிக்வன்ஸ் ஆஃப் த கிங்ஸ் டெத் கவி செந்தாளி குவிபுரத்து இருந்த செவி செஞ்சேவலும் பொகுவலும் வெறுவா வாய் வன் காக்கையும் கூகையும் கூடி பேயை ஆயமோடு பெட்டாங்கு வழங்கும் காடு முன்னினனே கல் காமுருணன் தொடி களி மகளிரின் தொல்கவின் வாடி பாடுனர் கடும்பும் பையென்றனவே தோடுகொள் முரசம் கிழிந்தன கண்ணே ஆள் இல்வரை போல் யானையும் மறுப்பு இழந்தனவே வெந்திரல் கூற்றம் பெரும் பேதுருப்ப எந்தை ஆகுல அதற்படல் அறியேன் அந்தோ அழியேன் வந்தனன் மன்ற என் ஆகுவர்கொள் என் தொன்னியோரே மாறி இரவின் மரம் கவிழ் பொழுதின் ஆர் அனர் உற்ற நெஞ்சமொடு ஓராங்கு கண் இல் ஊமன் கடல் பட்டாங்கு வரை அளந்து அறியா திரை அறு நீத்தத்து அவல மறுசுழி மறுகளின் தவளே நன்றுமன் தகுதியும் அதுவே although this poem follows the previous chronologically the events in this verse should have happened prior to that of purananore 237 the poet's words can be translated as follows on the rounded side of an upturned red urn perched the male and female fearless big-eared red-headed vulture along with the loud-mouthed crows and owls and there roamed ghosts in company as they wished in that dryland's jungle the one who loved toddy has parted away thither the beauty of royal maiden shone of their bangles fades and the suffering of singer's kitenkin soars many many drums roll with their eyes torn with no one to take care those mountain like elephants have lost their tusks and thus strong and furious death has caused all this anguish and made my protector part away i knew not this would happen when i arrived alas i am to be pitied for i came here hoping what is to become of those who are dependent on me on a stormy night when a wooden vessel capsizes akin to an agonized person who cannot speak or see who gets thrown into the sea i have been thrown into the borderless edges of the wave-filled waters in this swirling whirlpool of sorrow death is far better and would be preferable in this situation time to delve into the nuances of this verse the poet starts by bringing before our eyes a burial ground in the dryland's region here he points to an upturned red burial urn and the birds perched above it and flying around it the first of these birds he describes as a red bird with big ears on searching this matches the description of the red-headed vulture once commonly found in the indian subcontinent but now in a critically endangered state the interesting fact i learned is that this vulture is related to the similar looking nubian vulture found in africa and arabia 
This puts a question in my mind as to whether the scavenger vulture, known to feed on human remains and spoils left behind by predators, accompanied humans who migrated from Africa and then went on to evolve as a new variety in India. That's a question for evolutionary biologists. Returning, we find these vultures in the company of loud crows and owls too, hovering over the burial urn. The poet reveals his belief in how ghosts too are wandering about in this region without a care. To this harsh trilance, the king, described as one who loves toddy, has left too, the poet connects. Interesting how the epithet of someone who loves his drink is rendered as a praise in the past instead of a subtle censure as in current times. Then the poet goes on to talk about how the bangles of royal maiden are being removed, an ancient custom we have already encountered, and how their beauty reduces just as the suffering of baths, kith and kin increases. He turns from people to things and talks about torn war drums and then on to the king's elephants lying about with their tusks broken with no one to care for them. All this is because of the action of death and the poet relates how he never thought this would happen when he arrived there and laments about what would become of those who were trusting in him back home. And then to edge his emotions, he brings forth a simile of a sight and speech challenged person who happens to be travelling in a wooden vessel. When storms toss that ship and this person is thrown into the waters, what can they do? This is exactly how he feels, the poet tells us, talking about being thrown into this wave-filled whirlpool of misery because of the king's death. And he concludes by wishing for death in this moment of suffering. While that sounds rather extreme, as we saw in the previous verse, he seems to have recovered and intends to approach other generous patrons to resolve his crisis. So we can see this as momentary grief, the expression of which no doubt helped the poet process the same and move on. Although the poet is only talking about his feelings regarding the king's death, we are able to go beyond psychology and explore dimensions of wildlife, cultural practices, social life, maritime events and even disability through this illustrative beat from the past. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and mines. Please visit nandinikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about Sangam Lit. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.